All right, so uh, how's everybody doing? I know that we're, we're not gathering in person today, um, but uh, I still wanted to ask how you're doing. You can type in the, the comment section there and uh, let us know that. Um, what I wanted to do today, I, I just wanted to talk a little bit and then uh, read a little bit, preach a little bit. I don't know, whatever, whatever uh, happens, happens today. Because uh, I mean, this is this is different. You're, you're all sitting at home, or you're sitting at a friend's house, or you're, you're somewhere um, not here uh, with me in the sanctuary. It, it can be kind of, um, I mean, it is. It's just different. You can, you might feel like you're isolated. You might feel like oh, I'm just not connected with other people, and and, and there's a lot of truth behind that. Um, I know that, that uh, that's something that, that I've been feeling a, a little bit is like um, not having that connectedness with, with being able to see everybody's faces. It's kind of, it's kind of, I don't want to say wearing on me, but it's affected me definitely. And I think that there's a, a, good, a good reason for that. Um, one of the things that I think we take for granted is the ability to uh, be in community together. Uh, that uh, we take the, the the gathering of the church physically for granted, as if it's something that is optional. Uh, I can go to church. I can not go to church. But well, h- how about this? I mean, this is kind of a reality check right now. Um, you can't come to church. You can't come and, and physically meet together. That's why we're meeting like this over uh, the internet. I mean, which is you know. Thank God we have this, this platform in which we can use. But I think too often what we do is we take for granted that in which we, we have and, and we don't realize what we've got until it's gone. And I'm not saying that we're never, gonna, never going to, to uh, be gathering together in, in uh, you know, the sanctuary in, in our church building. Um, I'm not saying that, but I, I'm saying like for this time being, uh, we, don't, we don't have this. So... Uh, there, there should be a little bit of a, a, a longing in your heart, a, an, an unsettledness, um, but don't let that unsettledness be a, an opportunity for uh, the enemy to, to, to break in and to, um, you know, to, to disrupt uh, your already uh, disruptive lives. I mean, you're already busy whatever kind of lives you have now. I mean, some are more busy because they have kids at home and doing things, and others are like, I just... I don't, can't go to the same places. but So your life has been turned upside down a little bit. So don't let um, the enemy come in and, and use this opportunity of us not gathering together as more fuel for that fire uh, to, to continue to, to, to draw you away and to isolate you. I think too often what happens is that we do get isolated and it's kind of like this slow fade. Uh, some of you uh, this morning uh, slept in, and, and, and now you're uh, you're probably uh, tuning into the later service. I mean, or I don't know, maybe it's the earlier service, and you know, you're like, oh, this was nice. I got to sleep in. I can. Uh, some of you are sitting there in your boxer shorts with uh, uh, the the my my face up on the, the the TV or whatever. Maybe you're looking at it on uh, on the phone, and you're like, man, this is pretty good. I ain't got to I ain't got to get dressed to go to church and. Well, understand this. Uh, you're, you're right. I mean, wear your boxer shorts, whatever. Uh, whatever's appropriate for your household and the, con- the, 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 the company in which you're in. Because uh, if you're at a friend's house and you're in boxer shorts, maybe that's, uh, you're probably crossing a line there. So 
but no, I mean, the, the, the comfort that you have and the ability which you have to uh, do, do this, um, I, I, want, I want us to not lose, uh, lose sight of what it is that we are doing. We're still, we still need to gather. We still need to connect. We still need to see that even though we're absent from one another physically, uh, we have to take that, 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 um, uh, that, that little small discontentness of not coming together, and we need to take that as motivation to uh, pursue one another more and more. We need to be able to, to uh, uh, be, be able to, to, to see what's going on around us and be able to... Um, have a, a feeling stirred inside of us saying that like this isn't this isn't the way in which God intended it to be uh, as far as me being isolated me not being around my brothers and my sisters because uh, I think too often what what, what happens is uh, you know we just like oh, I'm just gonna go with the flow and no no I, I get it I mean we we need to go with what the government is telling us right now and these recommendations because it's the right thing to do um, with um, you know, the, the virus and trying to, uh, I don't know if you guys have been watching the, uh, the updates that the governor has been giving in their crew where they have this curve and, and, and all of the steps in which we're taking, it's making it so we don't have this big spike in, in, in cases, uh, like this big peak, I should say, big peak, big spike in cases and go down. They want this curve to go, you know, nice and smooth. Uh, as smooth as it can go, but I know that there's precautions there that, that they're they're telling us, hey, we need to do this and we need to do this and take this, um, do do this action. All of this is stuff that we do need to do. We need to to look at this and, and we need to um, accept the fact that that, that uh, um, even if you don't want to to believe it, I mean that there are those that are in uh, positions that are more knowledgeable than you are. I know, I know you have Google and you're just the, uh, you've got your PhD from, uh, from the, the Google University, but no, there are actually people that, that are, are, are making some hard decisions right now that are for our betterment. And it, it is tough that, um, you know, when, when some of these decisions have restrictions on the way in which we do life. But I don't think this, this is anything new um, for the church, and I'm talking big, you know, big C church. I'm talking the the, the church globally, and and, and um, the, the the church historically, even the the early church, or I should say, the early church was um, experiencing things like this uh, all, all the, not to say all the time. They were experiencing persecutions and. Um, uh, unsettlement of life and disruption, that's the word, disruption of life. Uh, and and they, they experienced it a lot. And, and I like uh, what, um, or how Peter, uh, he, he refers to some of this stuff that's going on. In, in 1 Peter, um, you know, he, Peter the, the apostle, he wrote First and Second Peter. Uh, but uh, in, in this book of 1 Peter, Peter's writing to the, um, the, these exiles. It says in 1 Peter 1, verse 1, uh, Peter, an apostle of Jesus Christ, to those who are elect exiles of the dispersion 
in Pontus, Galatia, Cappadocia, Asia, Bithynia, according to the foreknowledge of God the Father, in the sanctification of the Spirit, for obedience to Jesus Christ and for sprinkling with His blood, may grace and peace be multiplied to you. Now, when we read greetings, sometimes we don't... Um, when I say greeting, greetings to, to some of the, these uh, the letters that are written in, in uh, the New Testament here, we, we kind of skip through the greeting real quick. And as we skip through the greeting, uh, we want I want to get to the meaty stuff. And I want to get to uh, you know, verse 3 where, where uh, Peter's talking about this blessed hope and this great uh, mercy which God has given us and how we're born again and everything, and, and which is great. But, but I, I think that what we need to do is we can't skip over these small things uh, which are really big things, but we can't skip over things to get to other things. Now, when I say that, I, I think of you know the situation which we're in, and maybe this isn't a good a, a good example or the best example, but I, I look at the situation which we're in, and we all want to skip over this. I I, uh, I think that when we uh, are having these restrictions put on us, and how um, you know you 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 can't meet with people, and uh, my grandparents are, are uh, th- their lives are, are, are crazy different now. Uh, not that they had much of a you know eventful life uh, or lives. I mean, they have, they've had an eventful life, but I mean, saying like now, not that they, they have a lot of things going on, but. Every day, their, their routine was they get up and they go to breakfast and they come home. Like every single day, they did that. That was something that they did. But their life was disrupt. It is disrupted right now um, be, because of everything that's going on. And you know, I, I think that we we can look look at the the or or have a tendency to want to look past these disruptions and look like okay, when it's all done. I had this conversation with my grandpa yesterday, and he's like. Man, I, I'm not going to be able to handle 30 days of this. I'm going to die before 30 days happens. And no, Grandpa, you're not. You're just just settle down, keep calm, you know, just uh, just relax, and it, it's going to be all right. But uh, the, his, his mindset is like this: is, I can't handle this. I want it to be over, and you know, let's get back to life as normal. Well. The fact of the matter is life is not going to get back to normal. There's, the, the new normal is not going to be the, the same old normal, and, and we've got to accept that fact right now. But what we've got to do is we can't look past what, what's going on in the present. Yes, we need to look for, towards our future hope. Yes, we need to look at, at, at uh, after all of the restrictions and everything are, are, uh, um, are, are lifted and we're able to come back together and everything. Yes, that, that's, we should look for that and that, that's, that's great. And, and um, that gives us some encouragement. But I think that we can have just as much, if not more, encouragement in the now than looking for the, 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 that, that time when this isn't going to happen. Well, what, what do I mean? Well, a lot of things are happening that, that we are um, pressed to do more things in, in different ways in which we have done in the past. Uh, we're already seeing that there are... Um, uh, or we're having to be a little bit more creative in how we stay in, in contact with one another. Um, yeah, I mean, in, in an age where we have the, the most social outlets, we, we are the, the most disconnected up, up till this point. You know? And I think that what we're, what we're doing and we're finding now in the last few weeks is we're, we're looking at different platforms and we're experimenting with things and trying to, to stay connected with those that, that uh, we love the most. And, and we're, um, we're doing, you know, we're going outside, thinking outside the box. 
I know here at the church that, that that's something that is um, really, I told you guys here even recently that I'm excited for this because we're, we're being pressed to do new things. Um, we're, we're, I'm preaching to y'all through the, the internet right now, not in, in person. This is, this is a, a different thing, but um, I'm, I'm just thankful for, for being able to, to, uh, to be found worthy of God to, to, uh, to do this right now. Uh, what, what do I mean? I, I think that, that uh, again, too often we, we forget about what we're in and, and the, the, the state in which we're in, and we think that, well, no one understands in which the, what, what we're dealing with. And Man, there are way more people to understand. There are people that, that if you would just pick up the phone or your, uh, your, your, uh, get on your social media and do a, a message or however you want to do it, there are plenty of people out there that are, are um, dealing with the, <clears throat> excuse me, that are dealing with the same things that, that uh, some of the same things that you're dealing with right now. Um, so th- this thought of I'm all alone, man, you're not all alone. Not, not, not only is, is Christ with you if you're a believer in Him, but you have br- brothers and sisters that are going through some of the same things. And, and that's what I, I think that uh, is going on here, or I know that's going on here when, when Peter is writing this letter, when he says to those who are uh, these exiles, these elect exiles, he's saying the, the believers that have been dispersed, the, the exiles of the dispersion, and, and he, he names all of these uh, different areas, these different locations that these, they've been spread out um, all, all across. And the reason that they've been spread out is because the persecution has happened. That they are, they are dealing with things that, that are, are causing them where they can't gather in large groups anymore. I'm not saying they had a coronavirus back then. I'm not saying that at all. But what I am saying is like there was a reason why they couldn't come together. It wasn't like what we're dealing with as far as a, a virus thing, and, uh, but it, it was a, a, a physical persecution. Well, and I don't want to impose that the restrictions in which our government is putting on us is persecution, because I don't believe it is. I believe that it is a responsible thing to do. Um, and I know that it, it, that's not a popular view, but hey, we got freedom. Yeah, I get it. Yeah, you're you're free to do stupid things too, right? I mean, and you do a lot. We have a tendency to do that. We need people to, to keep us in line. Do they? Do our leaders always make the right decisions? I'm not saying they always do either. Which is a, here's here's a side note. Um, if you don't think their leaders are making the right decision, I'll ask you: Are you praying for them? Now, I'm not saying are you praying for your leaders that that. God, you know, they made a dumb one again. So you know, straighten them up or straighten her up or what. No, 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 no. How about the, the prayer is that God, I, I, I'm, I have no idea how, how stressful to, a, to make a decision that, that's going to affect 300 million people or whatever's in the United States or even whatever, you know, in, in the U uh, or in, in Ohio. Or, no, I, 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 hey, God, I, I just, I ask that you just get, grant them grace and mercy and that they can um, just follow your leading. Maybe that's the prayer in which you need to, you, you need to pray. But I, I think, though, that, that uh, as we, we look at our situations and we look at uh, how, uh, how this can be in our own thought process a persecution, but it's not a persecution, um, but it, there are some still 
um, similarities because uh, of what's happening here, the dispersion and, and um, the how about the, the, the trials of life are, are, are much the same. And, um, and I think that that's what we, need, we can learn from, you know, from Peter when he's writing this to, to, to the churches. Now, when we, when we look at this, and like I said, we have a tendency to overlook uh, some of the, these, these introductions here. He says that elect exiles of the dispersion, uh, and he, he, he names them off, and he says, according to the foreknowledge of God. Um, now, when, when he's, he's talking about the, this, he's, he's letting the, these, these believers, the, these, these people who are, who are, are, are um, just disrupted from the, their, their lives, he's saying that um, this, this foreknowledge of God, God knew this was going to happen. Just like God knew that this whole thing with us was going to happen. Now, that doesn't mean that God caused that to happen. What it does mean is that God knew it was going to happen. So it didn't catch God off guard. Same here, according to the foreknowledge of God the Father. And he doesn't just stop with, okay, God knew about it. He says here, it says, in the sanctification of the Spirit. Now, I'm not going to be the one that, that is going to uh, say, well, this is happening so that we can be purged of all evil. This is a judgment of God. I'm not saying that at all. I'm not saying that that's what was happening here. I'm not saying that that's what's happening with us. But what I am going to say is I, I believe that, that, that God can use things, just like what we are, are dealing with uh, currently, that God can use these types of things for our sanctification. Well, what does that mean, our sanctification? What does sanctification mean? I, I know that we've talked about this many times before, but I think it's important each time when we, when we look at these or we hear these words, we just don't say, oh, it's just one of those big Bible words or big the theology words. And No, sanctification. Let, let, to break it down, it, it's, it's to sanctify, sanctify, to set apart. Think about um, sanctification is to be set apart as holy. Okay? Set apart as holy. Our sanctification is that process that happens from the time in which we have put our faith in Christ. We, have what, the, the, we, we enter into this relationship with Christ. And because we've entered into this relationship with Christ, this process of sanctification uh, begins and it continues. What do you mean it begins and it continues? Our sanctification is a process for, in which we become more and more and more like Christ. Now, when I say that, that as, as Peter is saying here, in the sanctification of the Spirit, it is the Spirit of God that works in us as He's working through us. We've had that, that conversation uh, uh, quite a few times. But it's the, the Spirit of God... It's the Holy Spirit who is the agent of change. It's the Spirit of God who changes us. We have to let Him have control. I, I believe in situations when we're dealing with stuff like this that, that um, God can, can use through, the, through His Spirit, through the power of His Spirit in us. He can use the outside situations to have an inside change. Every single one of us that, uh, that is listening to this message right now, you have been affected by what's going on. I'm not saying you've got the coronavirus. I'm saying that you've been affected. Your life has been made different from than what it normally is. 
So with that difference, I believe that the Holy Spirit of God can use that to sanctify us. Because I believe that, that God can use anything, even if it's the craziest, worst, I was going to say baddest, but we don't say baddest, right? Even the crazy, we might say baddest because that's just what, who we are, we, we the baddest. But it's, it, even if it's the worst thing that could ever happen, God can use something that was intended for evil and use it for good. Yeah, I, I, I still I, I stand firm by what, what Paul says in, in Romans 8, that um, all things work together for good for those who love God and are called according to His purpose, His plan. Understand this. I'm not saying that God cause, causes these types of things, but I, I am saying that God can use these types of things. And, and, and as... As Peter is explaining here in this introduction that God knew about it, that's in verse 2, according to the foreknowledge of God, God knew about what was going to happen. God knows about the things that are going on in your life. God knows that, 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 that um, what is happening in your life was, was going to happen. He knows what's going to happen. He knows that. And God can use those things. But what can He use them for? For our sanctification. He can use those things to make you more and more like Christ. We shouldn't go out seeking bad things and saying, all right, God, I'm going to really mess this one up so you can can use this to to do something even greater. No, 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 no. Paul even talks about that in in Romans. He's like, uh, he he says something along the the lines of, um, so if grace grace abounds, should that mean that we can go and sin and do whatever we want? And because God's going to use it for good, anyways. And Paul says, by no means. He says, no, are you an idiot? Uh, that, that's my loose translation of that. But he, he, it doesn't mean that we can go and we can just do whatever we want. But what we have to understand is when we don't submit to God's will, and we don't do what it is, or, and submit to God's way, and we don't follow His path, and, and we do stupid things of our own, it doesn't mean that we throw our hands up and all is lost. No, God can still redeem that. God can still redeem that. Look where it goes on. So it says, according to the foreknowledge of God the Father, in the sanctification of the Spirit, next line there, or next part of this, this, this sentence says, for obedience to Jesus Christ and for sprinkling with His blood. Now pause there before we go on. Because he, I love this introduction. I love this, um, this opening statement to 1 Peter here because in 1 Peter when he's opening this, he takes a Trinitarian view. He's talking about the Father. He's talking about the Spirit. He's talking about the Son here. What we have to understand is our God exists and has existed for all eternity in community. And one of the things that we have to understand is that that is why, remember I said at the beginning that there's this little kind of this stirring like, I can't hang out with my friends or you know I can't get together with you know. see that's that, that little that that little bit of eternity that that, that part that, that God has put in there that you were created to be in community. That, 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 that unity with your brothers and your sisters, to, to be uh, able to, to um, experience just a small portion of what, what God um, has experienced for eternity, that, that, that co- co- community between the, the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. This is uh, just an example of, of, of Peter 
Uh, or Peter's given this example in, in, this, in this opening by, by, mentioning the, by mentioning this Trinitarian uh, view or having this Trinitarian view. He says here, for obedience to Jesus Christ and for sprinkling with His blood. Remember when I said just a minute ago, when I said about God can use the stupid things in which you do and which we do and can use them for our sanctification and we shouldn't just go out and do things and say, all right, God, fix this one and use this one, redeem this one. Now, we shouldn't do that because what we have to understand is the grace in which God has given to us and the mercy in which we receive, received and continually receive because we're an idiot, because we can do stupid things. But this mercy in which we receive, it came at a cost. And the cost is the blood of Christ. Now, when I, when I say that, I think that that's where too often that we, we just kind of, uh, I like all of the, 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 the preaching and the, the teaching and when everything is uh, talking about my encouragement and hope and, uh, you know, Jesus loves me and, and everything. But when we start talking about blood, it just, man, it just kind of gets, I don't know, it makes me uneasy and, and it's kind of gory. And, well, no, the, the problem is, and this is, just, this is my opinion, and, and you all take it for what it's worth, I think the problem is that we have been so desensitized with um, the sight of blood, with you know movies and stuff like that. And I'm not anti-movie; you guys know that. But we've been so desensitized desensitized by it that we don't understand the power of the blood. I love the old hymn. There's power in the blood, right? And here, when Peter is explaining this, and he's opening this, and he says, "Obedience to Christ and for sprinkling with His blood," it's we can't say that okay, obedience of Christ and sprinkling of His blood as if they're two separate things. But we have to understand that this obedience of Christ was through the sprinkling of His blood. Christ was obedient. Paul says in Philippians, I think it's chapter two, that he was obedient, obedient to the point of death, even death on the cross. What, what, what does that have to do with anything? Remember, the mercy in which we have, the grace in which God has given to us has come at, at, at a, a cost for, with the price. The price is uh, the death of His Son. It's, it, it's Christ giving His life for us. When we think about the situations in which we're in, and we think like, oh man, this sucks, I'm not going to be able to endure this. Or, or, or like my grandpa was saying, like, I can't handle another 30 days. Well, you know, we have to look at this situation and, and, and just be thankful that it's not worse than it, are, than it, than it is. And when I say that, I, I, even in my mind, I'm thinking like, okay, it, it can be worse. And even if it was worse, it wouldn't be that bad. What, what, what do I mean? All right, I'm not minimizing any of this. I am maximizing the confidence that we can have in our faith in Christ. What, what, what do I mean by that? Well, uh, Paul says, uh, and let's just do this real quick. Let's, let's turn over to uh, Philippians. Oh, where are we at? Philippians chapter 1. Because I, I think that we can have a, a, a confidence in Christ so we can say things like this that no matter how bad it gets, it's, it's still not, gonna, it's still not that, that, that bad. Well, yeah, but you don't know. I've got this going on. I, 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 all right, I don't want to minimize anybody, anybody's situation. I don't want to minimize your reality because it, it, is, it is real. 
But what I do want to do is maximize your confidence or the confidence that you can have in your faith in Christ and what that means. Because the Apostle Paul... Now, when, when Paul is writing this letter here, he's writing to a, a church um, that, uh, you know, that he, he's writing this, this encouraging letter to them. And, and this encouraging letter that's going to, to Philippi, um, Paul is writing from prison. He, he himself is in prison, but he's writing this encouraging letter. He is in prison, and, and, and they know this. They know that he's in prison. And, and, and even though he's in prison, he, he says things um, like, uh, you know, don't... don't uh, um, don't worry about me. That's my loose translation. But he says, don't worry about me. It's okay. Because this is actually turning out for good. My suffering, my persecution, the situation I'm in right now is actually turning out for good because people are coming to know Christ. Now, let me read some verses to you. In the second half of verse 18 in Philippians 1, it says, Yes, I, and I will rejoice. Remember, he's in prison right now. Yes, and I will rejoice. He, he, is, he is suffering persecution, much like uh, similar to the, the, the churches that, that Peter was, is writing to much later. Yes, and I will rejoice, for I know that through your prayers and the help of the Spirit of Jesus Christ, this will turn out for my deliverance, as it is my eager expectation and hope that I will not be at all ashamed, but that with full courage, now as always, Christ will be honored in my body, whether by life or by death. Paul is saying, no matter how bad it gets, my main concern is that I'm not going to be, they're saying, not... I will not be at all ashamed. What he's saying is like my actions, even though that my situation is bad, but my actions in my situation, I don't want to be ashamed of those actions. That, that's my, my hope and my eager expectation here is that because I have uh, uh, this, he says, full courage in Christ, he wants Christ to be honored in his body. His situation sucks. And, and forgive me if you're tuning in and you've never heard a preacher say that. But it does. His situation just sucks right now. But what he is saying, like, but my actions in my, my situation, I want them to be honoring Christ. So whether I die or whether I live, it's, either way, I want my actions. I want that which, which people can see. I want that to be honoring to Christ. I want that to, 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 to show that I fully trust in, in, in the God in who I, I say I trust. I fully trust in Jesus Christ with my life and with my death. And I, and I, I think, remember, I'm not trying to say, all right, everybody, it's okay if you die. And No, 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 hear me. I want to maximize our, 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 our trust in Christ here because God forbid if you do or somebody does in your family contract the virus and, and it goes to the worst, what I want us to understand is if we have a relationship with Christ, if we've been bought by His blood, and we have, but if we've received that gift and we've said, okay, I have been washed by the blood of Christ because of what He has done and my trust in Him. If we say that, it doesn't matter life or death. Because in life, we need to honor Him with our bodies. In death, we need to honor Him with our bodies. Look at, look at Paul's confidence in this. Remember, he's in prison. He's in chains when he, when he writes this here. 
In verse 21, he says, For to me to live is Christ, and to die is gain. Now, now here, now let, let's let him finish on what he's saying here before we jump to conclusions. So for me to live is Christ, and to die is gain. If I am to live in the flesh, that means fruitful labor for me. Yet which shall I choose or which I shall choose, I cannot tell. I am hard pressed between the two. So, so he's saying, to, to, okay, if I live, it's for Christ. If I die, it's even better because I'm going to be with Christ. And, and he's like, okay, there, there's, this, there's this, this struggle going on. I want to be with Jesus, but uh, I, there's labor for me to do. I'm hard-pressed between the two. My desire is to depart and be with Christ, for that is far better. But to remain in the flesh is more necessary on your account. So he's saying, you know what, I want to go and be with Jesus, but, and he's writing to this church, he says, but for your account, I, I'm gonna, I, I, it's better for me to stay because I've I, I got to help you. He, he's writing this letter. He's not able to be present with them. I think that the, the, maybe next week or the week after, we can talk a little bit of what, what he says lower there or, be, or below this here. But he's not, really, he's not able to be present with them. He's, if... If and I was talking to another pastor this week, and I said, you know what? Think about this, the Apostle Paul, because we were talking about should we do. He was saying, I don't really like the video thing, and that's uh, all right. I just what, what do you think if if the Apostle Paul had the opportunity to use Facebook Live, he would? And that was it. I mean, because if. He, Paul's writing a letter. That's what they had to communicate here. Because he's not with them, and, and because he's not with them, he still wants to communicate and, and, um, what's going on and, and the, the confidence in which he has so that they can see and they can grow because, because of the confidence of Christ in Paul. And I should say because of Paul's confidence in Christ. Because of that, he, he's, he's displaying that. He's saying, my situation, my situation stinks. But my actions don't have to be dictated by my situation. My, 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 my actions come from my, my faith and my trust and my confidence in Christ. Look what he says in verse 25. Convinced of this, I know that I will remain and continue with you all for your progress and joy in the faith. So that in me you may have ample cause to glory in Christ Jesus because of my coming to you again. He's talking about progress. He's talking about joy in the faith, and he's sitting in shackles and chains. His situation really stinks, but what, what he has is he has this, here, this, this, he's convinced. He's convinced of who Jesus is. He's convinced of what Jesus has done. He's convinced that, that Jesus has transformed his life. So no matter what the situation in which he is in, his, his conviction, his, his hope is set in Christ. So when, when, I, when I say all that, I, I want us to, to maximize our, our, our faith, our trust in, in Christ, that in situations like this, in when we, 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 we are um, dealing with, with stuff, when we're dealing with the, this, these, these restrictions and everything, these persecutions that, that we would say, or, or these trials and these tribulations, as we're dealing with these, know that we're not alone in this. And know that our situation does not have to dictate our actions. Oh, I thought, but you know, we, we're supposed to react to it. Yes, absolutely. But we react because remember last week we talked about that we're to seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness. 
Our, our trust in, in who God is comes from the truth of His Word. And Paul here he explains that like, he, he grasped this truth, that Christ is who He said He is, and he's, he's done what the Bible said He has done. That He has sprinkled, He has shed His blood so that we can be in relationship with God. So that no matter what happens, no matter what happens, that we can have confidence that it says to live is Christ and to die is gain. And that's not just being arrogant or just throwing caution to the wind. No, that's being confident in, all right, I'm confident in what God has said and what God has done. And that's a head knowledge. But it's not only a confidence in what God has done. It's a trust in the heart. So it's in my head. You, you guys have all heard me say this before. It's not just head knowledge. It's heart knowledge. We can know a whole lot of things, but do we trust that in which we know? That's what we got to ask ourselves. Like, Are we trusting God in this situation? Because this coronavirus thing is, is, is um, impacting each one of us a little bit different, and there's putting struggles and stresses on our lives, but we have to trust that God is still in control. We have to trust that God is going to see us through it. Are, 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 are our lives going to be different? Yes! They're probably not going to end up the way in which you think they should. Um, is your everyday comfort level going to be um, uh, disrupted? Yes. Because what happens, I, I believe, is I think we've gotten too, too comfortable. And this is another reason why I'm, I'm, I'm kind of giddy about everything that's going on. Is I'm seeing people that are being just huge, hugely disrupted out of their comfort zones and their levels of comfort. And Not that I want to see people like, I don't know what to do. No, I want to see people fall to their, 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 their foundation of their, their trust in, in, in Christ. Saying, because a lot of, a lot of you, and, and fine, get, get upset with me with this. A lot of you say, I believe Jesus. I, and as long as your life is going, just like you think it, it, it should, everything's good. But what, what's, what about now? Are, are, are you saying, are you not, I, I know I'm, I'm putting on Facebook, hey, you're, I'm trusting in Jesus. Uh, Psalm 91 is like the, the, big hot, uh, the, the, the big hot chapter of the Bible right now. I've seen it all over the place, which is great. Great. I mean, yes, He's our shelter and our refuge. Absolutely. God is, and He should be, if we abide in Him, if we dwell in Him. Yes. But my question is, are we putting stuff like that on Facebook? Are we even saying those things? Um, and, and, and as we're, we're doing this, are we actually trusting that? Are we trusting in those truths? Because that's, that's the, the example which Paul gives us here. It's like He can say to, to live as Christ and to die as gain because he's trusted in the truth of who God is and who He said He is. Back to uh, um, 1 Peter, and I, we'll end right here with this. Peter, in his, in his introduction, according to the foreknowledge of God the Father and the sanctification of the Spirit for the obedience to Jesus Christ and for the sprinkling of His blood, he says this to the, these churches that are, are, are under trials and tribulations and that are dispersed and they're not big gatherings and everything. They're probably like what you're doing right now in houses. He says this, May grace and peace be multiplied to you. And that's one of my, 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 
My prayers to you. And as we end right here, and as you get ready to go about your day, my prayer is that, that as he says here, that may God's grace and God's peace not just be upon you, but what does he say? Be multiplied to you. We need God's grace and God's peace more than we ever have. So my prayer for you, as, as you're, you're sitting there, as you're listening to this, as you're probably at one point or another have yelled at the kids, that, shut up, I'm trying to listen to Pastor Lee talk about Jesus. I, I, I don't know, maybe that's not you. I mean, that's probably what I'm going to do, yelling at my kids, shut up, I'm trying to listen to myself preach. No, but just amongst all of the, the, the distractions and everything that's happening that's going on right now, Think about your actions. Think about the situation. Don't let you the situation determine your actions. Understand, like the Apostle Paul says, we can have the, 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 this, the, the strength to, to let Christ live in us and through us. But understand this, that my prayer for you is this opening of what, what Peter says to, to these churches, that, that, that God's grace and God, God's peace may be multiplied. God's grace and God's peace Maybe multiply it. So if you didn't hear anything else I said today, just make that a part of your prayer. Hear this. Hear this, that, um, I, that you need to pray, that I need to pray, that we need to pray that God's grace and God's peace will be multiplied to us throughout these times. Let's pray. Our Father God in heaven, we do thank you, God. We love you. I, I, God, I know that this is different for people, but God, I, I pray that in this venue that we're able to still uh, meet with one another and we're, we're understanding that we're, we're still listening and we're sitting under the, the, the teaching of your word, God. And God, as we've opened your word and just talked about some things, Lord, that's all we did was just talked about the truths that are contained in there. God, my, my prayer is that, that, that as Peter does say, that, that your, your, your grace and your mercy, your, 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 your grace, I should say, and your peace, God, because mercy's been there as well, I know it, because God, you, you, you are a God of mercy, but your, your grace and your, your peace can be, be multiplied to us in times in which we're in now, in times in which to come. But God, I pray that we can see and we can be and we can do what it is that you want us to so that like Paul says, even though he's in chains and he's in prison and everything, that he can view life as, uh, with the understanding to live as Christ and to die as gain. So no matter whether I live or whether I die, I want to honor you with my body. So God, let us have that thought amongst us. Let us have um, that focus as we're dealing with everyday lives. And God, let us still be able to, 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 to go outside of our comfort zones and boundaries so we can stay connected and we can still be the church. Father, we know that there is a, a huge effect of this on the whole world and, and on our nation and our, on our state, on our community. But God, we know you're in control. And Father, we ask that you, um, or that we, just not only know that in our head, but we trust that in our heart. It's for your name, Jesus, that we pray. Amen. All right, everybody, uh, have a, a, a great week, and look forward to um, more of these interactions throughout, uh, throughout the week and more times in which we can get, get together virtually. I love you all.